0: Not only to you who are gathered, but to folk who will be watching online. Glad you're here. The next three Sundays, we will be hearing about parables. And I just have to bart explain what a parable is for a minute. The actual word for parable, I love this. It literally means to throw it out there. So, these parables, Jesus is just throwing it out there to see what will happen. If you have a God image that's much more methodical and intentional than that, that might be a bit of a surprise. So, if things get slow during the sermon, which they might, you never know, you could sneak into the catechism on page 1163. And there's a section there that talks about God's kingdom. When we pray the Lord's Prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done. If you want to snoop there while I'm going on about something else, uh, that'll be your homework to see what connections you can draw between God's realm and parables and that whole notion of the sower that we'll hear about today just flinging the seed out and letting happen what will happen. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 13th chapter. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. Such great crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there while the whole crowd stood on the beach. Jesus told them many things in parables, saying, Listen, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some of the seeds fell on the path, and the birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil and they sprang up quickly since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched since they had no root. They withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some 60, some 30. Anyone with ears, listen. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in the heart. This is what was sown on the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet such a person has no root, but endures only for a while. When trouble and persecution arises on account of the word, that person immediately falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word But the cares of the world and the lure of wealth choke the word, and it yields nothing. But as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it, and indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and another thirty. The Gospel of our Lord. Won't you be seated? Grace and peace to you from God, an extravagant sower of seed, Jesus, the risen Christ, and that capricious spirit of God who continues to call us together to bear witness to God's love in and for the world. Imagine that God draws straight lines with a crooked stick. We think we know how things are going to turn out, but do we? Once upon a time, a farm family of many, many generations, grain farmers, decided to try an experiment. Now, mind you, farmers and gardeners, you know how this goes, how carefully you lay out a plot or a field. Well, these grain farmers in northern Montana, they calculate and have technology that every inch of every acre of thousands, and I'm not kidding, thousands of acres is accounted for, strategized, optimized, But then the weather does what the weather does, and who knows? But at least the start is methodical. So, whenever we would read this parable in farm country, people would just kind of roll their eyes and, yeah, sure, yeah, someone's going to go out there and just fling seed anywhere. We don't care. Well, Trevor of this farm family in Montana decided one day, why not? He noticed on the hitch of the semi truck that hauled grain that there was some seed there and there was dirt on the hitch and he thought, I'm going to let this go this summer and see what happens. That fall, Trevor showed me these clumps of hard winter Montana wheat growing right up out of the trailer hitch. Who knew? That's my little parable, I guess. Parables are designed to upend our expectations. They're not designed to reinforce them. That's why they're so tough to deal with. And even if the sea doesn't land, think about those disciples. It landed eventually, but maybe not the first few times. In fact, I noticed some of you were reading along during the gospel today. Did you notice the numbers as you were going? That goes by kind of quick. This was not one continuous reading. There's stuff in the middle that got left out, and the stuff in the middle left out talked about Jesus anticipating, thanks to the prophets, they're not going to get this. (laughs) Certainly not the first pass, and they may not get it the next pass either. I'm going to take a minute, because that stuff in the middle, maybe they left it out because they, the people who put our readings together, know that we're like that song, you're so vain, you think the song is about you, we're so vain, we think this parable is about us, and we think that we're all in control, and that we want to be good soil, and how can we do that, maybe I'm more like the path, and we get all spun up about that. Now, I'm not making fun of that song, by the way. I love that song. We sang, Lord, make my heart good soil. But I have to say, the parable is not really about us as much as it is about what God is up to. And parables, by their very nature, smack of the rule and realm of God. They work in kind of the same way. I love what Pastor Daniel Erlander does when he talks about what a parable is about and how they function he used to say, it comes at you straightforward, you think. You think you know what's coming. And then it goes over your head and it launches in the back there somewhere. And it sits there and it might sit there for a very long time. But then it starts to germinate and you start feeling a little bit of niggling back there. And you kind of wonder what, what that's about and poof, it germinates. And you've got the parable staring you straight in the face, and you're trying to figure out what it means. That's the realm of God, too. You think it's coming at you straight on, but it's coming at you slant, and it's probably going in the back door somewhere, lodging, waiting for that opportune moment, timing of its own, that it is going to take root Are you looking in your catechism yet? Okay, a little commercial for that. That when we pray, your kingdom come, it's going to happen anyway, whether we pray or not, Luther says. But we're praying that it happens in us. And that's all in God's timing. That's not really our doing or our timing. It happens for us. We're there. (laughs) But it's really God's project. Sylvia read those words from the prophet today about God sending out a word and it goes and it does what it's supposed to do. It doesn't come back empty. Oh, he's going to quote Luther again. I just know it. Living word. It can be found in Scripture and it's that living word that changes our perspective and invites us into living differently. But Luther doesn't stop there because the word is Jesus, the embodied word, the very stuff of God lived out. That's part of what's being scattered by this profligate, extravagant sower. God just puts it out there. Whenever parables come up, I run to the bookcase and there's a three-volume set by Father Robert Capon that I consult. Talk about deceptive. The guy writes in this cheeky tone and you think he's just having you on and the books aren't very thick. And yet, he does some very, very heavy lifting and you walk away thinking, wow, wow. I have just had my soul decentered and God is now up to something that I didn't expect. So, you'll hear bits and pieces of this as we continue with parables through the summer. But thinking about today's, he would say that this parable, like many, has some common features. Good, I haven't lost you yet. I'll try one other thing and then then we'll we'll lose you. <laughs> that the same way parables work, God seems to work. And it's all this mysterious befuddling stuff and it begins with our protestation, well, why doesn't that sower just do like the wooleries and plan and strategize and optimize and not just fling it everywhere where it's maybe going to work or maybe not going to work? Who who runs a farm, who runs a realm of God like that? And yet that's what God chooses to do. Show up everywhere, anywhere, the most unlikely of places. I think that's why Jesus kind of liked to hang with people that... Uh, the religious folk didn't think he should hang with. Shows to go you. God shows up pretty much everywhere and anywhere and loves it. And sometimes we think, well, God's not very good at results. Do we have any people among us who plant herbs? I checked with a couple of people this morning and found out this is not heretical, so I can say this next bit. The seeds are so small, you can barely see them. And it's as if you've planted nothing. And maybe you wonder, well, did they just blow away? Is there anything there? And then, hey, you've got basil. You've got mustard seed, you've got herbs. Parables are kind of like that. God's realm was kind of like that. You think, well, that was nothing. Well, evidently God had other plans. And it becomes something. We might also have some quibble with, well, the method is off. We think we know what's going on and God's not really coloring inside the lines just now. And things go wrong. The birds eat the seed. Oh, well. One out of four ain't bad. I heard some commentators talk about that. I thought, wait a minute. Maybe the first go around, that's true, but... You all know how birds work. According to the birds at 59 Griffith Street, in our backyard, they eat seed. And when they're done with it, they do what birds do when they're done with seed, right? Guess what happens then? You already know. Seeds planted. Talk about nature's ultimate workaround. That's how seed gets out there. So, just about the time you think is over, it's not over. God has offered a workaround, and the seed gets planted again. Not everybody's going to get the parables the first few times through, are we? Unfortunately, sometimes when we get a whiff of what the parables really mean, though, we don't like it. That's why Jesus got in trouble for telling these stories. He had all kinds of pushback, especially when he would say stuff like, yeah, that seed scattered, that God's love stuff, oh, that's pretty much for everybody, and there isn't, a, like, a list of requirements or anything. There were people who didn't like that because it didn't fit their scheme, our scheme. So even when we don't get it, even when we don't like it, there's God scattering seed willy-nilly, seed of self-giving love. And there's Jesus embodying God's love scattering that seed And in God's good time, love takes hold. In God's good time, creation is restored.